You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural super fan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week, we'll be covering season four, episode six, Yellow Fever. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? <laughs> I was just like motioning along to it. Oh, you were making fun of me. You were making fun of me. You are mocking me. You were mocking me. So. Um, so this week's recap kind of just reiterates like the first key points of the beginning of this season. Dean going to hell, Lilith, Cass, the whole, like, God has a plan, you're like, I can, I pulled you out of perdition, I can put you back in it, uh, and then we get one of my favorite episode openers ever, this is the best, this is the best way to kick off this episode, because <laughs> so Dean funny. is running for his life. <laughs> This man is in a full-on sprint. He is clearly terrified by what is chasing him. Like, panicked, but in a slightly comedic way. Uh, And he basically runs into, I think, like a shopping cart? Or is it like a pile of trash bags or something? And he falls over, he encounters a homeless man, and he tells this homeless man to run! It'll kill you! And the camera cuts. Don't see what's chasing him? And it's a Yorkie. A very a perfectly groomed little Yorkie with, with a, a pink, pink bow on bow. her head. She's so cute. And now we get our splash green. And we cut to 43 hours earlier. She's not being aggressive either. She's just being cute. She's chasing him and barking. Oh, is she? So, yeah. Well, but still, it's yeah. a Yorkie. So we cut from here, babe, to 43 hours earlier. And the boy is arriving in Blue Ridge, Colorado. I don't know if you guys can hear the kettle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you can. can totally hear the kettle. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's fine. Um, so the boys are in, like, the... The morgue. The morgue. I was like, what's the word for that? Morgue felt wrong, but I guess it's the morgue. <laughs> the morgue. Or the medical examiner's office, but it's the morgue. Um, so they're examining the body of someone called Frank O'Brien, um, who was a healthy marathon runner who suddenly died of a heart attack, um, after two days of intense fear and paranoia, which is the third type of death like that. Yeah, yeah, this is the third time someone's died of fear, basically, which is so, which is so weird. Yeah, weird. Very not normal. Um, <laughs> Sam and Dean insist on an autopsy, but the coroner, coroner can't find anything wrong with the body. I thought that said. <laughs> but the coroner uh, it's weird can't find it. nothing. <laughs> can't find nothing wrong. So can't find nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, aside from the bodies have some scratches along the arm. Um... 
and <laughs> there's like a tan line from a wedding ring. He like oh, he hands, he hands Dean, Dean the, the heart. heart. <laughs> Which one of, was it? You or Harrow? Oh, by the way, we were supposed to have a guest for this episode. Oh, yeah. I mentioned it last week, but we weren't able to record when we watched the episode with Harrow. We didn't have enough time, and he wasn't able to come back. But he so, did watch the he episode, did watch the with episode us. for us. Which one of you was like, did he just rip that out? <laughs> yeah. Just hands Dean the heart and then sp- sprays Sam, Sam in the face with spleen juice. Spleen juice. Which makes Dean laugh That's at him. So <laughs> Dean, Dean's like, ugh, about the heart. And then Sam gets sprayed in the face and suddenly Dean is very pleased that he got to hold the heart. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, so Dean notices there's a tan line from a wedding ring, although there's no mention of Frank having been married. Yeah. So, the... I think the kettle's almost ready. One sec. So, from the morgue, the boys go to the sheriff's office, where they meet with an eccentric germaphobe, uh, Sheriff Britton. I think is how you say his last name, Sheriff Al Britton, who turns out was a good friend of Frank's. They played on the same softball team, the Gamecocks. <laughs> What's a Gamecock? He says it's a majestic animal. I, I think it's a bird. It made a uh, Dean snicker, though. <laughs> oh, Gamecock game is a type of rooster with physical and behavioral traits suitable for cockfighting. Ah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Dean definitely thinks it's funny. Um, he confirms kind of something that the coroner had mentioned, which was that Frank had been acting really strange. He was super paranoid, scared of everything, but the sheriff doesn't know why he was so scared. Yeah. Um, and he's like, why did the feds care? You really think this is more than like just a heart attack? And Dean's like, no, it was probably a heart attack. And then it immediately cuts to them walking down the road and Dean goes... There's no way it was just a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there was three of them. So, um, I forgot to pull up the transcript. So, the boys kind of discuss the case. Uh, they're like, Sam's like, well, what can scare something to death? And Dean's like, what can't? Like, so they decide they're going to make a list, start crossing things off, and they're first going to go visit the last person who saw Frank alive, which was his neighbor. But before they do that, <laughs> Dean stops Sam. Um, <laughs> he, Dean stops Sam and he says, I don't like the look of those teenagers. There's like some teenagers hanging out on the sidewalk near the Impala. And like, fair Dean, I do this too. Uh, and Dean's like, let's walk this way. And he makes Sam go around the teenagers. <laughs> Sam's like, what? <laughs> Sam the fuck? Like, Excuse me. <laughs> Because uh, obviously yeah. very out of character behavior for Dean so far. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, so the boys visit Mark Hutchings, who's Frank's reptile-loving neighbor. <laughs> By reptile-loving, a... it means we there's mean... snakes free-crawling around the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This man has everything. He has all sorts of lizards. I think he has an iguana. Yeah, I think he has a, a tarantula. Boas. Yeah. And multiple snakes. Yeah. Many snakes. Uh, Dean is not pleased with this whole situation. <laughs> the way it just cuts from Dean looking scared to an animal, like it just keeps cutting around. It's so funny. Mark tells them that uh, Frank had been a bully in high school, but he got better, especially after his wife, Jessie, 
um, died via suicide about 20 years ago. Yeah. Before he died, though, he was scared of literally everything. Yeah, everything. Like, they watched <laughs> they watched The Wizard of Oz on TV, and he said that green bitch was going to get him or something. Like, like The Wizard of Oz, Pez dispensers. Everything. Literally everything. Oh, yeah. And Dean is kind of, like, freaked out by the snake that Mark is holding the entire time. And Mark says something. What is it he says? He says something great. Um... Oh, so they do mention, Mark mentions that he was like a bully. Like, he probably taped half the town's butt cheeks together is what he specifically says. And then he says, mine included. So he basically, he pissed a lot of people off. Um, Dean is staring at the snake that Mark's holding. And Mark's like, don't be scared of Donnie. He's a sweetheart. It's Marie you gotta look out for. (laughs) Like, Donnie and Marie Osmond. (laughs) I didn't catch that one before. That's funny. You did catch the uh, Tyler and Perry, didn't you? I did, yeah. (laughs) You caught that one. That's the aliases the boys are using. They're Agent Tyler and Agent Perry. And Mark goes, like like Aerosmith? Aerosmith. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he says, uh, it's Marie you gotta look out for. She smells fear. And then this big white snake crawls up from behind the couch, like over Dean's shoulder, and like down into his lap. And I know for a fact that when they were filming that shot, Jared, who was supposed to be sitting next to Jensen on the couch, was on the other side of the room. (laughs) He was like, no, thank you. (laughs) I don't blame him. And I like snakes. <laughs> I'd be a little bit nervous. Too. She was pretty. She was really pretty. But I would. And I think if she, she was, was crawling unexpectedly over my shoulder I, too, I would also right. freak out. They literally, at one point, they were trying to do the shot, and they, there's literally a, a guy behind the couch. The snake handler is behind the couch, like lifting her up. Uh-huh. And she didn't want to go at one point, and he's like laying on his back, like juggling this <laughs> massive snake. <laughs> they were like, uh, I definitely don't yeah. want that in my lap now. Something that we did. And season one which we haven't done since then we need to watch behind the scenes after. yes we need to watch the behind I, the i want to see like the bloopers and yes stuff. yes okay, yeah let me let me I for our like season book. finale you know we should yes. do that okay i'm back okay so we get to that evening uh the boys are returning from doing separate research meeting up in the car Dean went to do some digging on Frank's wife, found out that, yes, it really was just a suicide. Um, she Apparently she, like, disappeared, and Frank was working when she did, uh, so it couldn't have been him. Uh, and they found her, like, a couple towns over in a hotel room. Um, yeah. Sam, meanwhile, has checked out Frank's apartment. It was clean, though. He says there was, like, no EMF or anything. Um, Dean is having some increasingly strange behavior. <laughs> Uh, first off, he's driving the speed limit. <laughs> he then flat out refuses to make a left turn across oncoming traffic to I'm get not to suicidal their hotel. Uh, yeah, and then the the EMF meter starts going off, uh, and they pointing they at point, Dean. pull it out, and it is clearly being triggered by Dean. And we get the, "Am I haunted?" Am I haunted? <laughs> he freaks <laughs> out. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> um, I'm like, he's extra freaked out because it's like a fear thing. And so, like, he's already like, what's going on, you know? And then the EMF meter starts going off and he's like, am I haunted? <laughs> like, and that's extra scary for him <laughs> because he's haunted. <laughs> 
Uh, so it cuts to the next day. Sam is coming back with breakfast and finds Dean laying down in the car jamming to Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> I think he's got donuts or something. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's coming Dean with Dean takes them and immediately throws them into the car. And <laughs> Sam is like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> um, Sam just got off a call with Bobby who said Dean has ghost sickness. Yep. Uh, which is apparently a thing. <laughs> apparently. Except it's not actually a thing. <laughs> In this so we'll learn, show learn later when we get to the, uh, I mean, like, IRL. When we get to the, the, the lore stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll talk about it. Um, so a spirit apparently can infect a person with fear, which intensifies until the victim's heart gives out. Um, they have a theory about why different victims got infected. Um, is because they typically use their fear as a weapon. Yeah, they're a bunch of dicks, basically. <laughs> and um, like, you call me a dick? <laughs> yeah. There is a... I think, actually, I have it here. I don't know what Chloe's problem is. Chloe, come here. She's barking at her blanket. <laughs> Why are you being weird? Let come here. Let me find it. Oh, there is a closer look at, look at ghost sickness in here. But let's look first at this. Okay. So, after Yellow Fever aired, Kripke released a statement. This is from the um, official companion for season four, by the way. Um, Kripke released a statement assuring fans that Dean did not, oh, quote, Dean did not contract the ghost sickness because he's a dick. Victims <laughs> contract the ghost sickness because they use fear as a weapon. Dean was infected because of a dark secret he's keeping, which is revealed uh, in episode 10. Oh. So, yeah, like, that, well, like... It's his secret that he's holding that he knows, or he's worried about Sam turning evil? Is that it? Or is there something else? There's something else. Oh. Um, so, yeah, but Dean Kripke says, uh, it's an important clue to the revelation in um, Heaven and Hell, episode 10, about Dean's activities in Hell. Huh. Um, and, like, Lilith specifically tells him... Um... <laughs> She has a line about, like, look into your heart, Dean. Uh, let me find it. Let me go down here and find it. Where's Lilith? Um, he says, he says, why me? Why'd I get infected? And she says, silly goose, you know why, Dean. Listen to your heart. Like, he knows why he got infected. There's something that he hasn't told Sam. He's holding a secret. And that secret is the reason he got infected. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I like that, that Kripke was like, had to be like, Dean's not a dick. <laughs> he is kind of a dick. But he's not <laughs> a dick like these guys. Like, Dean's not a bully. And he's like to Sam, and you're not a dick? And Sam's like, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So. Bobby also theorizes that if the ghost that started the infection is destroyed, the sickness should clear up. Yeah. So... Oh, Sam asks Dean why he's down in the car. Dean says, our room's on the fourth floor. And Sam just looks at him and he goes, it's high. And Sam's like, I'll see if we can get moved. <laughs> and I think they do. This, we, this whole episode of here. Sam just being done. <laughs> Dean says being very accommodating, but also a little bit freaked out. Um, so obviously Sam was able to get moved to a new hotel room because that is where 
we see Dean next. He is doing some research. He begins hallucinating. He sees things like, you're gonna die. And then it's like, oh, you're gonna cry? <laughs> you're gonna cry, little baby? <laughs> like, the fuck is so mocking funny. him? We were dying listening to this. Um, let me, or watching this. Let me find it. Oh, it doesn't say specifically in the transcript what he's seeing, but it's stuff like you're gonna cry, little baby. Little baby like, gonna cry. <laughs> so good. So good. The book is mocking him. Um, the clock is ticking really loudly, and it's like escalating, escalating, and then we cut to Sam coming back to the hotel room, and Dean has smashed the clock on the floor, and it's just like chilling on the bed. <laughs> um, he has been doing some more digging though, and it turns out that Jesse. The Frank's wife, who I keep spelling her name wrong, um, Jesse. She was cremated. That's the boy version of Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was cremated, so she can't be their ghost. Um, Dean then unexpectedly coughs up a wood chip. <laughs> Sam's like, "You've been ignoring the biggest clue the entire time." You and Dean goes. I don't want to be a clue. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Dean has some great lines this episode. Um, so but basically, good. Sam has, he theorizes the symptoms that they're dealing with, or that Dean is dealing with specifically, are communicating something to them about the ghost that is the source of the sickness, which is very smart. Good job, Sammy. So, they go investigating. Like, they haven't been investigating this entire time. <laughs> they go investigate the abandoned Cassidy and Sons limber, limber mill. <laughs> lumber mill. Um, I wonder if Cassidy is a reference to... Maybe not. I was wondering if Cassidy... It's spelled wrong, but if it was potentially a reference to um, Butch Cassidy. But Butch Cassidy's name is spelled so. with a D. There's nothing else that I would think... reference Butch Cassidy in this episode, is there? No, but they do like to do little make, like little things like that, you know? Yeah. So. Maybe. I, I was wondering if maybe it would, but it's Cassidy spelled is spelled wrong. so Or spelled differently. Not um, necessarily wrong. Uh, but, so yeah. They go to the lumber mill. And Dean thinks it's spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Sam goes to hand him again, and Dean's like, no, it could go off. He's like, all man the flashlight. (laughs) Um, And then they quickly realize the EMF isn't going to work because Dean's there and it keeps going off at Dean. Um, And they find a note from Jesse to Frank. And then as they investigate further, they hear a, this is a sound in the locker. <laughs> You're already laughing. It's so good. Sam opens it to reveal a cat and Dean screams bloody murder for it's like two screams. seconds. It's like a solid like 30 seconds of screaming. And he's like, that was scary. And Sam just looks at him. Sam's faces this episode are the best. Because He's just reacting to Dean doing the most insane stuff. <laughs> so funny. They must have so had a blast funny. filming this episode. Oh, I feel like they definitely did. Um, and then while searching the office area, they find an ID card for Luther oh. Garland, along with a number of drawings of Frank's wife, Jessie. Um, yeah. 
when Dean tears one, the factory comes to life and all the equipment starts moving. And the ghost of a very large man appears. Very large man. Which Who leaves, is this guy? It, it cuts this actor. Immediately to Sam looking behind him as Dean runs away back to the Impala. Yeah, yeah. Who is this actor? He's very large. David Maddy. How tall Wait, he is made, he? Um, he made Jared, Jared look, look small. small. Yeah. <laughs> this is. No, not defined. Let me just copy. Paste. Um. Oh, he's in Better Call Saul. He is six foot ten, so he is five inches taller than Jared. Wow. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's a really big guy. Um. But yeah, I love this because they, they're like, Sam's like got his gun. He's like ghost, and then he's like, wait, <laughs> where's Dean going? Then it cuts to Dean just the door swinging as he runs. <laughs> um. Oh, and then something to note is, like, throughout this episode, we see Dean drinking, like, progressively more and more. So, like, literally, Sam comes back to the Impala, and Dean is, like, crouched down by the trunk, chugging a (laughs) bottle of liquor, like, finishing it off. Like, (laughs) so, uh, and this is important because they go back to the sheriff's office where Sam is looking through the file on Luther Garland, uh... (laughs) Well, a very drunk Dean stands behind him. Um, so the the little like the the sheriff who the sheriff's officer or whatever I don't know what his title is the the officer that's like working the desk. We see him. We saw him earlier in the episode too when they went to go visit the sheriff. Sheriff. Yeah. Um. He he and Sam were like chatting, you know, and. Sam's like, this just says Luther died of physical trauma. Like, what does that mean? The guy's like, I don't know. I was way, it was 20 years ago. Like, that was way before my time. He doesn't know. Um, and then Sam's and Sam leaves, and Dean's just standing there swaying, and he's like, You're awesome. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, Thanks, you too. <laughs> Sam, like, comes and drags him out. Um, and then it, uh, the guy at the desk gets a little, like, buzz like little intercom call from the sheriff who he just said was not in um today what is your problem doggy what's you growling about what do you want the way she popped to her feet <laughs> come here come here baby come here come here Chloe, come here come here come where's ducky come here where's ducky where's ducky Chloe, where's ducky where's your ball she doesn't know where anything is she doesn't know where her brain cells are. <laughs> she doesn't know if she was even born with them. Come here. Come here. She doesn't have them. Oh, wow, sorry. She's she not going to get an arm's reach because someone will snatch her. Where is her duck? I don't know. Oh, oh, it's right ducky? here. It's behind me. Oh, is it? Can you get him? What's this? Oh. <laughs> I found something desirable. Oh, no. <laughs> When she stands on her little back feet, she like she like has really good balance. Honestly, she's like, she thinks she threw it. <laughs> she runs off. She thinks she threw it. But this, boop, 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 <coughs> boop, jump, jump, Chloe, jump. 
<laughs> okay. Um, okay, so um, the guy at the desk, he gets a little call over the intercom from the sheriff, who it turns out is in his office. Uh, having a bit of a breakdown, he has scratched his arms bloody. Um, like, the, he's bleeding all over the place. <laughs> Uh, he's 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 freaking the fuck out basically. <laughs> so notably, Dean has also been scratching his arms, and like we mentioned earlier, Frank, the dead guy, the first dead guy we like talk about, had scratches on his inner arms as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it cuts to the peaceful Pines assisted living home. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dean's- <laughs> All these scenes are cracked me up. They're so funny. These badges are fake. (laughs) Dean is freaking out about their fake badges and is worried that they're going to get caught and go to jail. (laughs) Um, So he's (laughs) very nervous as they talk to John Garland, Luther's brother, um, who's telling them a different story than the police report. Specifically, he has details. (laughs) He does. Luther was apparently the town freak, but Jesse O'Brien was kind to him, and he became infatuated with her and had a bit of a crush on her. He definitely did. Um, yeah. Because she was really sweet. Mm-hmm. When she vanished, Frank O'Brien came after Luther, because um, oh, he assumed yeah. that he murdered her, I guess. He assumed that he did something to Jesse. Yeah. Um, and killed him in a very gruesome way. This, I think... One of my friends called this method sanding, and it is a form of lynching. Hmm. It, this, this episode is, it's got some really funny moments, but it's also really fucking dark. Yeah. Like this, this specifically, like there is absolutely no way that um, the guy who wrote this episode, who I believe was Andrew Dabb, was one of the writers of this episode, that he did not know that this is actually a very famous way that like... Um, white supremacists have murdered black people in the past. Really? They're specifically like a really famous Texas case. Um, like I, I recognize this immediately upon first, the first time I watched this episode because I'm like really into true crime. Uh-huh. And I specifically enjoy podcasts that deal with like less covered cases, like especially of like people of color. And mm. this this method of lynching is horrific. It's fucked up. It's really awful. And the fact that Sam and Bobby do it too, yeah, later in the episode is so unbelievably fucked up. Like they could have done something different. There, there had to have been another way. Like yeah. there, I there is absolutely no way. The poor g- that the writers of this episode just like never meant any harm. You know, yeah, That's yeah. It's up. the fact that the ghost of this episode is a victim in and of himself. Like mm-hmm. he's a victim this entire time. He is like mentally. It seems like he's a little bit mentally disabled, yeah. but he's also just really socially awkward and just really big, which makes him scary to people who don't understand and don't want to take the time to get to know him. And he is 1000% a victim Yeah, and he gets lynched basically. Like, and then Sam and Bobby do it again to him, to his ghost. Like, that is so fucked up. <laughs> and then they never mention about it being fucked up. It, yeah, they never talk about how fucked up this is. Yeah. Like, they never are like, wow, this really sucks for poor Luther. Like, he, that was a really horrible thing that happened. Like, there's no, it's just like, well, yeah. that's the ghost. We have to get rid of the ghost. Yeah. That's it. There's no nuance to it at all, which 
this is supernatural. They are really bad at nuance. Unless Sarah Gamble writes the episode, they're really <laughs> bad at nuance. Yeah. Sarah Gamble's episodes have so much nuance. She's one of the writers from Spaith. Yeah. Like, so so good. Uh, but like most of the many of the other writers don't don't get that deep. Um, and Andrew Dapp, one of the writers for the episode, is known for not getting that deep. And he also has some problematic stuff in later seasons. Does he? He's from Utah. <laughs> Oh. He's from Utah. I don't remember what town he's from. Um, let me see. Did you say he becomes a showrunner? Yeah, he's the showrunner for... Let me see if I can find his IMDb. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what he's from. Or where in Utah he's from now. I can't find it. Just... I'm keeping the floof entertained. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's born in Ogden. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he is a Utah native. <laughs> um, and as Utahns ourselves, we can attest that Utah has some really problematic stuff in its history. Just a little bit. <laughs> and a lot of issues with race. Like, less than 2% of our population is black. There are probably more redheads in Utah than there are black people. <laughs> probably. Like, genuinely. There's definitely a bigger... I say this as a redhead. <laughs> I mean, less, like, black people, but there are other we do minorities. Have, we do have a lot of Samoans. A lot of Hispanic Samoans. A lot of Pacific Island pe- people from the Pacific Islands. Yeah. Lots of Hispanic people. But most of the state's white. But, yeah, <laughs> we are a very white-heavy state. And we have some big issues to deal with, so... And they all stem from one major source, especially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys know that the church used to basically teach that people had dark-colored skin because their ancestors were bad? That's why the Native Americans have darker skin, is because their ancestors turned against oh, yeah. God. Yeah. And so they had dark countenances. I say no. this as someone who is part Native American. Oh, I landed in the box. Did you, drop it? you threw it in a box. So now they say they, they deny that they ever they taught that. Ever taught that's that, literally yeah. in the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, <laughs> right the Book yeah. Of Mormon. Oh, if you want to do some digging, learn about the Mountain Meadows massacre. They tried to pin that one on the natives. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. The the little kids who survived the Mountain Meadows massacre. They talked about how uh, the men who like attacked them had dark skin but then later they had light skin because they went and washed the paint off their faces mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah mount meadows meadows that's a whole super fucked up thing yeah you guys some really fucked up history so i'm not surprised if andrew dab has some fucked up things he might need to unlearn you know yeah. that's not to say that he can't unlearn them but he definitely has some problematic stuff in some of his episodes and this one is kind of the first big example of it because what happens to Luther in this episode is really horrific and there is no there's no if ands or buts about it like this is really fucked up yeah <laughs> so and i'm laughing because if it makes me nervous like if it, it's an anxious laugh it's like yeah i feel like i don't know he could have come up with some other way for this yeah, ghost to yeah there definitely could have been something something else but I also think just the fact that Luther was in and of himself an innocent yeah. in this whole situation, any way he was murdered would be fucked up as hell. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get back into this, though. So, yeah, um, Frank O'Brien murdered Luther in cold blood by a... <clears throat> so, I think it's called sanding. He basically tied him to the back of his truck and then dragged, dragged him up him. down the road in front of the mill. Yeah. So... Um, so... so Sam and Dan. D- Sam and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Dan. Sam and Dan. 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 Sam and Dan. <laughs> Sam and Dean realize the victims are experiencing Luther's death in slow motion. Yeah. Um, kind of like the road rash and the. Um, definitely all swallowed that. some wood chips. Yeah. The lack of remains and the impossibility oh. of doing a salt and burn makes it makes them worried really about um, what's going to happen to Dean. Do this. Yeah. Um, important note, there was no investigation into Luther's murder. Um, yeah. Because the cop was a friend of the person yeah, who did it. Yeah, because Frank is a buddy, or was a buddy of the sheriff. And, yeah, so there was no investigation. Which yeah. is why his the police report just says physical trauma as yeah. his cause of death. So, um, but but it sets Dean off. He rants about the insanity of hunting and it's like, why are we doing this? Yes, it's the best line. It's, like, it's one of the crazy. best lines ever. Let's see. You know what? Screw this. Whoa, 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 Dean! Come no. on, me, Sam. What are we doing? We're hunting a ghost. A ghost? Exactly. Who does that? Us. Us. Right. And that's saying that is exactly why our lives suck. I mean, come on, we hunt monsters. What the hell? I mean, normal people, they see a monster and they run, but not us. No, no, no. We, we search out things that want to kill us. Yeah? Huh? Or eat us. You know who does that? Crazy people. We are insane. You know, then there's the, the, the bad diner food and, and then the skeevy motel rooms and then the truck stop waitress with the bizarre rash. I mean, who wants this life, Sam? Huh? Seriously. I mean, do you actually like being stuck in a car with me eight hours a day, every single day? I don't think so. I mean, I drive too fast, and I listen to the same five albums over and over and over again, and I, and, and, and I sing along. I'm annoying. I know that. And you, you're gassy. You eat half a burrito when you get toxic. I mean, you know what? You can forget it. Oh, Dean, where are you going? Stay away from me, Sam, okay? Because I am done with it. I'm done with the monsters and the, and, 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 and the, the hellhounds and the ghost sickness and the damn apocalypse. I'm out. I'm done. Quit. <laughs> and then he runs away. And then he runs away. Yeah. And he encounters the Yorkie. This is which this he mistakes is, for a hell out. Which I didn't it, realize that until this. <laughs> we have made it back to the beginning of the episode. Uh, Dean is being chased by a Yorkie he thinks is a hellhound. So, so. cut back to the hotel. Uh, Dean is sitting on the end of the bed, drenched in sweat, and Sam comes in. He's like, I've been looking everywhere for you. How the hell did you get back here? And Dean goes, Ram? <laughs> Sam's like, like of course he does. Um, Dean's hallucinations are getting worse. Um, Sam, they're like talking about the case. And Sam, let's see, let me get to that spot. Dean says, I got less than four hours on the clock. I'm going to die, Sammy. And Sam says, yeah, you are. You're going back. 
Uh, and then he says, you know, downstairs, Dean. Hell, it's about damn time, too. Truth is, you've been a real pain in my ass. His eyes turn yellow when he, like, throws Dean against the wall like demons do. Uh, and Dean's like, you get out of my brother, you evil son of a bitch. And Sam says, no one's possessing me, Dean. This is what I'm going to become. This is what I want to become. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and he starts to choke Dean, and then suddenly it cuts to... Normal Sam being like, Dean, Dean, like, <laughs> Dean, okay? Dean has hallucinated this. Um, yellow eye Sam should not be that hot. But he I is. I knew you were going to have some say, something to say about <laughs> Sam's <laughs> hotness. <laughs> I'm like, it's I'm watching just... it, I'm like, babe's going to find that hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> <Mwah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we cut to the windmill. Dean is, or Sam is meeting Bobby. They have two hours before Dean is set to die. Um, and this is where we can get into the lore. Or the lack of lore. Or the lack of lore. Uh, I feel like this kind of came out of left field. <laughs> yeah, so Bobby explains that they are dealing, he says they're dealing with... Um, He's found this encyclopedia of spirits. It's in Japanese. Sam says you can read Japanese. And Bobby says something in Japanese that basically means... um, Let me find it. I think it was in the notes he gave me or something. It was... Here it is. Sam says you can speak Japanese. And Bobby in Japanese says since before you were born. Um, Fun fact. So there is a little bit about this in the... um, I was right about this. So... In the companion, it says Jim Beaver's favorite line of dialogue from season four is this Japanese line. He says, we had a Japanese spirit in yellow fever, and I mentioned to Eric Kripke that I spoke Japanese a little, so they gave me a fun line, which translates loosely as, since before you were born, yet idiot, after <laughs> Sam asked me if I really spoke Japanese. Whenever there's a foreign language stuff on the show, they find a teacher or other expert in the language to translate the desired words into the proper language and teach us how to say it. But the expert they got to translate Bobby's Japanese line gave it a very formal interpretation and it came off a little stiff and harsh. I gave it my own translation, which I hope conveyed the bantering colloquial aspect of the original English words. Huh, that's so, cool. But yeah, I was right. Jim Beaver speaks uh, Japanese. So um, the wiki says he's fluent, but the companion says that he says he speaks a little Japanese. Um, but yeah. So... This is where we can kind of get into the lore. So uh, I am confused because apparently this um, ghost is completely made up, which is like yeah. the first time they've so done this. So specifically the Bora Bora is made up, but there is a thing Buru, in... Buru, I think. Buru, Buru, yeah, sorry. There is a page on the ghost sickness in here that I will get to. So in Supernatural, Buru, Buru are ghosts born of a person's fear. After dying in a terrifying manner, they can then infect others with their fear, and this affection is known as a ghost sickness. Um, the people they infect are usually people who have a habit of terrorizing others because it's the type of ghost it has the same abilities and weaknesses as a ghost but it differs in that it has to be it can be scared to rest so instead of the, them having to salt and burn the bones they can scare the ghost into disappearing um, so the, it has all the same kind of ghost abilities but then they also spread the sickness and their weaknesses are iron salt and in this case uh, if there's no body, fear. So, um, but the super wiki says there's no specific lore on buraburu. The Japanese word means to shake, usually from cold, or to shake one's head like a nod or a no. 
Um, but in the companion, they have a whole page that I will kind of just skim through. Um, this is page 52. Yeah, page 52. So it says, some cultures, such as Native Americans, believe that unhealthy ghosts can infect the living with a disease. Like the various strains of the flu, the symptoms of a ghost sickness vary, but tend to include a combination of anxiety, depression, diminished appetite, fatigue, hallucinations, irrational fear, nightmares, paranoia, and shortness of breath, which the sufferer often describes as a feeling akin to suffocating in a coffin. Like the flu, once the first victim has been infected, ghost sickness spreads through contact with contaminated body fluids, coughing, double dipping, kissing, sneezing, etc. Um, Dab notes, writer Andrew Dab notes that if you hang around dead bodies, you're probably going to get sick, so there are legitimate reasons for that to happen. The good news is that if you just get sick from a diseased corpse, modern medicine should be able to help you, but if you do indeed contract a virus from a spirit, you'll soon be a corpse yourself. Um, so... Um, so yeah, so the ghost sickness, um, has its own variations, such, uh, such as the fear flu, commonly referred to as the buruburu, which Dab says is derived from the name that the Japanese give to the shiver you get when you're scared. Huh. Um, executive producer Phil Segrisha said in the supernatural version, the ghost sickness gets inside you and creates fear. There are places of lore that talk about ghosts getting inside of people and making them so fearful their heart stops. As a result, despite the similarities with influenza, if someone dies from the Boroboro heart ghost sickness, doctors will assume they died of a heart heart attack. So this is kind of like this little page is kind of a mix on like the real life inspirations that they kind of pulled from, yeah, um, and the supernatural lore. But yeah, but yeah. So that's the ghost sickness and kind of where they got the inspiration from. Let's see where were we. But yeah, so. Um, as Sam mentioned earlier, because I think Sam mentioned this right before Dean had his whole freak out, um, that Luther, because of the way he was killed, like, there is absolutely no way they can destroy every single part of his corpse. Yeah. Because he was basically torn to pieces by being dragged up and down the road. So, like, there's, there's no, there's no way. So they have to find another method, um, and Bobby suggests, suggests that Luther, as a burrow burrow, can be killed with fear. So. <laughs> a plan. A terrible plan. <laughs> yeah, so Sam tells Dan. D- Why I keep calling him Dan? <laughs> Sam and Dan. Sam and Dan. That's going to be our episode title. <laughs> Sam and Dan. <laughs> um, tells Dean that Bobby and him have come up with a plan. Um, and <laughs> they let. Uh, don't they just leave Dean alone in the hotel room? Yeah, Dean's back at the hotel room watching like, the TV. It's not going to do any good bringing him along. <laughs> He's watching um, the uh, Gumby, Gumby show. And specifically the shot that we see him watch right before Sam calls. It's very on the One nose. of the characters gets lassoed and then dragged down a, a road. And Dean's like, ugh, that's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says this isn't helping. <laughs> It's pre- it's pretty funny. It's very on the nose. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to do that. And then me knew. Okay. Um, and he starts hallucinating, and he hears hellhounds. Um, but Sheriff Britton is actually there, and he breaks down the door. Um, clearly also hallucinating and kind of in this fearful, 
yeah mind crazy mindset <laughs> yeah cool because um sam and dean are have been investigating um luther's death right and so he is freaked out about that he's, he's like, also infected yeah and he's that's not helping either yeah um and he's convinced sam and dean will turn him in for his helping to cover up luther's murder yeah and as he's fighting with dean his heart goes out and he dies yep <laughs> yep so uh meanwhile back at the the mill sam sam, <laughs> sam uh has to lure luther out of hiding and he does this by destroying all of his frankly quite well done yeah really beautiful drawings of jesse o'brien um so he gets attacked by a ghost <laughs> um cuts back to dean in the hotel room and he's freaking out still and he reaches for a bible and then he has i assume it's a hallucination of lilith it's not actually oh, yeah. her yeah it's a hallucination <laughs> of lilith um she appears to him and as still as the little girl from no rest for the wicked um she tells him it's time to go back to hell and tells him that he oh yeah this wait, is what? the this is worded really weird um is he saying he doesn't remember oh. what happens and she's like yeah you do yeah it he's like she's like you remember um she has a whole thing about like you remember what it was like so it's so four months i guess is like 40 years in hell yeah she specifically says that and this is the the moment i mentioned earlier Oh yeah, Dean asks why he was infected, and Lilith tells him that he knows and he needs to listen to his heart. And she's like, she does the boom, 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 very dramatically, <laughs> and it like cuts back and forth with that, and then yeah, Sam and yeah. Bobby fighting the monster. Yeah. Oh my god, and we were watching this episode, and Sierra McCormick, this actress's name, came up in the opening credits, and Babe was like, "Oh my gosh, Sierra McCormick's in this." <laughs> I recognized her from know, the Disney was, Channel. It was when she showed up. You were like, is that Sierra McCormick? <laughs> I was like, we've had this conversation. <laughs> it was really funny. So, uh, back at the mill. Because oh, you mentioned that she's, like, grown up. Yeah, because I mentioned her name popped up, and I was like, oh. I was like, the, the little girl who plays Lilith, um, she grew up, like, really gorgeous. Like, she's absolutely stunning. I mean, she was a really cute kid, but now she's, like, all grown up, and you're like, damn <laughs> she's like my age ish i think is she really yeah <laughs> i feel really old now then. I mean, she's somewhere in like our age range but anyway heroin are like you Hero didn't finish her, that sentence her, fast was, enough <laughs> i was finishing the sentence and they interrupted me <laughs> but okay I'm like back oh, wait, at the middle the one from disney yeah, channel then she's, yeah then she came on screen and babe was like hey okay <laughs> recognize her had this conversation i didn't remember we had that conversation <laughs> so cute um so back of the mill sam is grappling with luther he manages to wrap this iron chain um the wiki said it was inscribed with spell words but i didn't see that um he wraps it around luther's neck he yells for bobby to punch it and bobby does exactly that and they basically kill luther's ghost the way that luther was killed in real life poor guy this it's so fucked up it really so is. fucked up they could have done anything also, else also this is something i just remembered that i was going to mention that i forgot about the title to this episode is kind of racist as well yellow you know fever a yellow fever is 
like people use different colors to describe different races so like native americans are described as red and then black people are black even right yellow is for asian Asian people people yeah and so it's yellow fever is Is that why you have like a fetish for asian women is that why the term yellow fever exists i think i don't does it have racist organs it has racist connotations yeah um, so Dean technically that. has two versions of yellow fever in this episode because Dean has a thing for Asian women, as we know, with his favorite magazine <laughs> slash porn website. Um, and he also, they're calling the sickness a, a yellow fever, like scarlet fever, I think probably is what they're kind of trying to go for. Yeah. But like yellow because well, it's like spooky or I whatever. Heard, but like, like that as a term is like in the olden days to describe like a, a fever. Like, it's some type of strain. I do think there the is some, like, there was probably some that was, like, colloquially used for, like, an actual illness. Yeah. But, uh... I'm pretty sure I heard it in Little House of the Prairie jaundice? at some point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it is also, it has some racist connotations to, like, mm. men, specifically white men, having a fetish for Asian women. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah. That's fucked up. This episode has problems. <laughs> It's got some really funny moments. It's got some really good comedy. Um, Jensen is really hilarious this whole episode, and then the faces that De- that Jared is making in response are just as funny. But like, also this episode's kind of really fucked up. Yeah. But it's such a fan favorite episode. Like, I feel like most people don't think that hard about it, about like how it's, it's fucked like, up it is. It's very like. Um, it's kind of like mystery spot. Because like there'll be bit. a lot like really like hilarious things you don't and normally see, and then something's like, like what the fuck? What? And then Jensen yeah. says something funny again. <laughs> like yeah, it's like mystery spot. <laughs> yeah, which is like a really funny episode, but then you like think about it a little harder, and you're like, this is awful. <laughs> like if you it's look at it from Sam. just like a haha, Dean's dying, like it's hilarious, but then you look at it more from like Sam's perspective, and you're like, what the actual fuck is this episode? Like, Mystery Spot is horrific. And this is kind of a similar vibe, where, like, if you just want to look at it from, like, Dean's got a ghost sickness, look, he's dying of fear, and Jensen's going to be really funny about it, like, haha, this is a funny episode. But then if you actually, like, look at it, like, really look at it, like, take off the, like, funny episode glasses, you'd be like, what the actual fuck Andrew Dabb? is... <laughs> One of the shows that suffers from early 2000s issues. <laughs> suffers from early 2000s. <laughs> Just early 2000s in general. The fashion, yeah. the writing. The technology. The, the just uh, blatant like racism, misogyny, so, yeah. homophobia yeah. that yeah. exist in pretty much every so. show from that era. I feel like that these would not early fly seasons especially should have a warning like they put on the beginning of like old Disney movies where yeah. it's like, this movie... Depicts uh, like racist stereotypes that were typical of this time period, um, and they have been left in for like historical purposes. But we acknowledge that this is this not is okay. This is fuck. This is problematic, yeah. and it is not okay. It wasn't okay then, and it's not okay now. Like that's something that Disney has started doing, and it's yeah. honestly kind of really refreshing to see because they're being like, "Hey, so we know." that this is messed up but we aren't going to erase it because that's also messed up yeah and i feel like the early seasons of supernatural occasionally need a warning like that it's it's (laughs) something you see in a lot of shows from that era like yeah scrubs had it the office has it Uh, um 
friends friends really has it oh yeah uh yeah i say that having not watched any friends i i think i started watching the first episode and i was like i don't like this (laughs) just really anything from that era yeah yeah this definitely suffers from early 2000s so except i think this was actually late 2000s because the the show started airing at the end of 2005 yeah and so this episode actually aired in 2008 yeah that's what i was gonna say the beginning or the end of 2008 so but yeah uh the ghost has been dispatched um the infection goes away immediately lilith disappears so do the scratches on dean's arms um which they deduced earlier was road rash i don't know if we mentioned that so we cut to later. Sam and Dean are kind of, they're like on like a little back road sharing some beers with Bobby. Sam asks how Dean is feeling. Dean kind of gets a little like defensive because <laughs> they're like, um, let me find it. Let me find it. Uh, so they've just like it finished explaining what happened. Oh, this is where Sam mentions that the chain was iron and fe- etched with spell work. So you don't see the spell work, but Sam says it was there. Um... Sam says, how are you feeling? And Dean, Bobby, or Dean says, fine. And Bobby's like, are you sure? Like, it can get pretty scary. And Bo- Dean's like, I'm fine. Want to go hunting? I'll hunt. I'll kill anything. And Sam and Bobby both go, aww. <laughs> Bobby says, he's adorable. That's <laughs> the best. So Bobby heads out. And Sam asks Dean how bad his hallucinations got. Like, like what did he see? Um, and before Dean like can tell him, uh, he has a, another mini hallucination. I'm thinking it's like a little bit of like a flashback, like trick of the light, his brain playing tricks yeah. on him kind of thing. Cause there's no way he's not a little bit traumatized by what has occurred. Um, see, he sees Sam's eyes go yellow. Uh, and he lies and tells Sam that he saw a whole room full of howler monkeys. <laughs> uh, and you can, Sam doesn't push it, but he doesn't believe him. Yeah. So, and that is where this episode A lot ends. of uh, secrets being kept this season. I told you, this is the, <laughs> where, this is the, the season where the secret keeping starts to happen. The boys need to stop with the secret keeping. Because it's not good for them. I just see the word buro buro and I can't... I just think of subawoo. <laughs> subawoo. <laughs> I need to f- pick a a good screen cap for this week's episode art, but I'm not sure what to use. Um. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's one of the, the screen caps from when Dean's hallucinating words on the page. Uh, it says, you're dying, and the next one says, um, hang on, you're dying again, loser. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, kind of like have you seen those poems where they'll like block out everything but like a couple of words you know, like blackout poetry yeah I think that's what it's called. it kind of has that same vibe but things aren't blocked out it's just like bolded text um and it's you're like you're cry. dying baby gonna cry <laughs> let me find it <laughs> cry, know, let yeah. me find it because it does say um the next one after that you're dying again loser. there's like a blurry shot that you can't really see like you can see there's words that are different, but you can't really see what they are. Um, come on. Yeah, and then it says, you gonna cry. <laughs> and then it says, baby gonna cry. 
<laughs> we were all dying. We were literally <laughs> dying. It probably didn't help that um, <laughs> Hera and I were a little tipsy. <laughs> yeah, should I use the you're gonna cry? <laughs> Are you gonna cry? I would do baby gonna cry, but I can't crop that to a, a square. So, unfortunately, should I do you gonna cry for our episode art? <laughs> if you want. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know. Any of Sam's confused faces. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> also, Dean's this screaming. One, this one's pretty good. <laughs> There's also the EMF meter. Could do the Dean screaming. Hang on. It's such a good face. Or Sam's face in response to Dean screaming. <laughs> what is that? What page is that on? Baby gonna cry. Oh, too many pages. It was so fucking funny. Hero const er, will consistently quote the I'm not gonna Don't turn not left, turning into left traffic. across oncoming traffic, Sam. I'm not suicidal. <laughs> He'll quote that to me like all the time. And I didn't get that reference until today. Or last night. <laughs> Sam's confused face after Dean screaming about the cat. It's <laughs> pretty Sam good. Sam makes some pretty good confused faces in this episode. But yeah. I'm sure they had a blast filming this one. They must have had some fun. I think, though, that that is it for this episode. I don't think I really have anything else to talk about. We have talked at length about how fucked up this episode is. Uh, we have made tea. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure this is probably cold now. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's cooling. <laughs> it's a little bit colder than I would probably want it. I made myself some apple cider. It's like the majority of leftover water. the episodes are pretty serious, but... Then you get like, this stuff. Both of the actors do very good at comedy acting mm-hmm. too. Like really, really good. They, <laughs> they do a lot really of good, good like facial comedic. Yeah, they're both stuff. really <laughs> funny with their faces. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's all we got for this episode. We will try to get Harrow on for you guys. I know he wants to come on again. He does. So. He'll have to pick an episode. I'm sure um, he wants to be on with another cast episode again. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Aramis would like to join us, um, oh, really? potentially That'd for um, On the Head of a Pin. Is uh, that the If season? we can make that, yeah, I think that's episode 19, if we can make that work with our schedules, so that would be really fun. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. That's one of her favorite episodes. It's a really fucking good episode. I can't wait for On the Head of a Pin. It's really, really good. What episode is this again? This is episode six. Six? Okay. Next week is... It's the Great Pumpkin Sandwich, Jester. Oh, is it a Halloween episode? Uh-huh. Fun. Yeah, we'll have it's Halloween in reference. April. It is a Charlie Brown reference. I understood that reference. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the fun places. Make sure to hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Um, uh, Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm. It helps more people find us. If you haven't, uh, tell your favorite Supernatural fans about us. If you want to reach out, you can find us on 
Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. And you can also join our Discord channel. The link to that will be in the show notes. It's also in the bio of our Tumblr. Um, and I have been putting it in our tweets about every episode as well. So uh, just check that out. And if you have joined the Discord and are having trouble with roles at all and need help with anything, feel free to message me. I am happy to help. If you're new to Discord, I also understand it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. Because I but am it's, also confused. It's just a matter of just <laughs> learning the ropes a little bit. Um, if you like to find me specifically, I'm Little Red Who Could on t- on Twitter and the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. Twimbor. <laughs> shush, shush. Where can people find you, you butt? <laughs> Twimbor. Shush. Sorry. Got smacked in the eye. <laughs> I dropped my phone. I got a new phone case. Case. <laughs> uh, You can find me on Twitter at life flows on three <laughs> and tumblr at hf thoughts dash blog all right and like i said we will be back in a couple of weeks with it's the great pumpkin sam winchester and until then bye bye Crazy red, what red dead shenanigans have I gotten up to? <laughs> Let me check. To quite a bit. Let me check my messages <laughs> with Ray. <laughs> I messaged her at 5 a.m. I said, The O'Driscolls attacked me in the middle of Valentine. Why am I wanted? <laughs> I got. Because he had the audacity to shoot back at him and defend herself. <laughs> yeah! I got attacked by O'Driscoll's in the middle of Valentine. So if you're familiar with Valentine, there's like two saloons. There's like the one on the main street by like the grocery store and the sheriff's office and the hotel and stuff. And then there's one that's like around the corner that's smaller. Yeah. Um, and there was O'Driscoll's on the porch and like someone yelled at us. Like well, someone was yelling. And so I went to investigate. It turned out to be O'Driscoll's. If you so hear I someone would... yelling at you in Valentine, just ignore Yeah. Me. Unless it's the, the, the one-armed homeless oh, guy. The homeless guy, yeah. The veteran. Um, Mickey. Veteran. Mickey's cool. Mickey is cool. We like Mickey. Um, But yeah, unless Tim, if someone's yelling at you in Valentine, it's not one of the gang members or Mickey, walk the other way. Ignore them. (laughs) I didn't ignore them. For some reason, I didn't ignore them. And so I walked over there and they started shooting at me. And so I got on my horse and I ran like into the middle of the main street like in front of the sheriff's office and like they're shooting at me and i was just panicking so i just started shooting back on instinct and the sheriff came out that's when the sheriff came out he didn't come out because there were people shooting at me he came out because i started defending myself and then sheriff malloy was really mad at me and i was wanted for assault (laughs) and i was so freaking mad I was literally, I was furious. (laughs) You can't, I think if that happens again, part of me kind of wants to make it happen again. Yeah. Like if an O'Driscoll yells at me, like go over there and then I'll just run like onto the sheriff's porch and see what he does.
Because <laughs> they're supposed to defend, like they're supposed to uphold the law. But, oh yeah, I finally busted Mike out of jail. <laughs> I told Ray, it went better than expected. I only died once, but I ran my horse into something four separate times. I ran into a wagon, a lawman, a rock, and rig station. Which was the best one, because I... <laughs> Arthur face planted into the roof. It was pretty great. I tried to run from some wolves, and then I crashed into a tree, so I had to fight them. And then I ended up getting a perfect wolf pelt to share the, share the bad accident. So, that's fun. Um, trying to think, what else have I gotten up to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is from a couple days ago. I said, how Red Dead is going for Haley tonight? No, um, number one, go for a ride to check out a tiny cabin marked way up above Gri Grizzlies East. It's like way up there. Uh, number two, accept a challenge to race from a stranger. Because why not? Number three, <laughs> this is where it everything gets goes to shit. This is where everything goes to shit. Have a head-on collision with another NPC. It's killing both him and his horse on impact. Uh, and then pissing off his buddy. Have to kill said buddy in self-defense. Number four, horse race guy runs away and reports the murder. Become wanted by the law with a $15 bounty. Which $15 for murder doesn't seem that bad, but I'm, th I'm like, that's like modern day $15. A dollar in 19, or in 1899 was worth like $37 today. So what's 37 times 15? That's a lot of dollars. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to run into him. And I barely <laughs> like hit them. And instantly killed both him and his horse. I don't know how it yeah, happened. But okay, so she's wanted by the law for fi with a $15 bounty. So she decides, well, I'm just going to like run from the area, obviously, you know, and just keep following the path up to that cabin. She immediately encounters four lawmen and has to kill all of them to escape. Her bounty is now $95. <laughs> she keeps writing. Trying to get out of the bubble, trying to get the wanted thing to go away, and then encounters and has to kill two more lawmen for a completed bounty of $135. Oh, and then she found the witch's cauldron. And I replenished my cores. Yep, and then you fast traveled to a station and paid off your bounty. It was so funny. It was so funny. I was pissed. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this was pretty great. Last night, I decided to try and get one of my robberies for 100% completion. So I was over by Emerald Station, or um, the Emerald Ranch Station. I think it's just called Emerald Station. I don't know. Um, yeah, and a is. train, a train stops. And so I just climbed onto one of the cargo cars, <laughs> like one of the baggage cars on the back, and stole a bottle of moonshine. <laughs> And then I got to do a shootout with the guards that turned into a whole thing. And I ran my horse into a tree and I lost my good ox pelt that I had just acquired. And now I'm, and then I was wanted for disturbing the peace because I stole a bottle of moonshine off a train. <laughs> I got my train robbery though. Okay, excessive <laughs> law. That oh comes after gosh. you from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ray said she shot at a train randomly the other day. The conductor just stopped the train and left. <laughs> so that was the conductor's final straw. <laughs> this is 13th reason. <laughs> he shot at his train and he was like, I fucking, that's it. I'm gone. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> he just walked away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So funny. 
Oh, but yeah, that's all the, that's really all the chaos we've gotten up to. Oh, I killed a black bear. I had to chase it for a mile. We've done a lot of like hunting. Four miles. Oh, I am on the fifth challenge for the horseman challenge, which they go um, kill five rabbits from horseback that can be shooting or stepping on them. That one's really easy to do because rabbits are suicidal. Um, then it's not suicidal, it's, Sam. <laughs> then the second one is to jump over three jumps in 15 seconds, which I went to that burnt out town over by Horseshoe Overlook, and there's like some fences over there that made it really easy. Um, and the number three was riding from Valentine to Rhodes in under five minutes, which if you just follow the train track, it'll take you like three and a half if you have a really fast horse. So, and then number four, and this one was really fun. I don't think I should have enjoyed this one as much as I did. Is to lasso a person and drag them for 3,300 feet. So when I ran into a, a, a lonesome Lemoyne Raider, just a one single Lemoyne Raider, I lassoed him and I dragged him all the way into, like, kind of up by Valentine, actually. Like, I ended up across state lines. He was dead by the end of that. It was really funny. So, and now I'm on number five, which is to trample five animals, which suddenly, despite that being really easy for the first one, when the bunnies are all over the place, is really hard to do all of a sudden. The only time I've, the only animal I've trampled so far, I don't even know what it was, because it was purely by accident. Like, doing, a chasing the guy down the river for the first bounty hunter mission. Like, I stepped on something along the way and it counted. But yeah done that you still need to drag someone 3300 feet yeah well i haven't really played since i barely unlocked that challenge i think yeah yeah you did i just completed what was on before it the uh, running for running valentine's yeah. roads yeah yeah i think the mission after that one is another time is another timed mission or the challenge after the 33 100 feet is another time uh, mission. Or no, after the trample five animals is another time mission. Yeah. It's running from somewhere to somewhere in under 10 minutes without touching water. Like, you have to use bridges. You basically have to stay on the main road. Because their main yeah. road is what uses late the bridges. Yeah. I'm sure there's, like, kind of a trick to it. Because, like, with the Valentine de Rhodes one, the trick was to stay on the train track. Uh-huh. Because it's a straight shot. So you basically start at the Valentine Station and you go just south to where the train track intersects the road right there. You know, and you're like going on your way back to Horseshoe Overlook from Valentine, then you cross the train track, go to that point, and then it just follow that train track. Yeah. Just follow it all the way down. You have to, there's like fork and you just have to hang a left, like stay left at the fork. But it's literally just a straight shot to roads. The trick is staying on the bridges. <laughs> Not falling. <laughs> Not falling off. Honestly, it's kind of a miracle that I almost only, like, kind of fell off one time. I fell off one. Yeah. You fully fell off one, but you stayed on your horse. And the horse stayed on its feet. Yeah. So, so that it didn't helped. get too thrown off. So, and mine, it just was like the horse's back feet slipped off the edge of the bridge right as I got, like, almost to the end of it. So. Oh, yeah. I was pretty okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. We've been having fun. We've been playing way dead. It's been a good Red time. Red Dead's a great game. It's a really good game. Speaking of really good things, should we talk about this episode? 
Yeah.